is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey, Eric, how's it going? Hey, I'm fantastic. I'm ready to talk about Frozen 2 today. I'm glad that you uh, went and saw the movie. And uh, you took down all your notes, and you're ready to discuss the, the wonderful power ballad by Kristoff. Oh, Eric, you, you seem to have missed the memo. Uh, what are we, are we talking about? Um, Perhaps I shouldn't have just, you know, called the email, you know, put the subject of the email as, you know, Disney chat. Um, oh, that's a shame. Wrong, wrong realm, my friend. Oh, we're talking about Frozen Perhaps 1. Perhaps in the future. Or no, deep archive, Frozen no. 1. Okay. Eric, I, I hate, it, it pains me to say this, but uh, let it go. Oh, geez. All right. Well, we started off with a very, <laughs> very, very bad dad jokes and poor joke. I mean, so, all right. There goes I, your audience. I, I'm pretty sure they've come to expect that from me. And if not, that that's more on them than us. Um, yeah. So what are we talking about, Todd? That That's numbers, the real question. N- numbers three and four. Oh, uh, because last time we talked one and two, so we, we, we've since uh, had three and four air, and uh, we've seen them. What what are your initial thoughts? We'll let, we'll let you lead this one. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that um, – Todd, how do you watch yours? Do you watch them on TV? Do you watch them on your phone? How are you streaming these episodes? Um, so for the first three um, – by virtue of having happen, happening to have been um, taking vacation days when they when they they dropped, um, Abby does workouts down in the basement where our, our TV is uh, every morning, and mm-hmm. uh, for the first three she let me borrow her iPad so that I had a, a, a better viewing surface than just off of my phone. So I watched those on her her fancy iPad Pro super spiffy tablet device um the fourth one um given that it came out the day after thanksgiving and i was you know again not at work in the morning um they were off black friday and so i actually watched it on on you know my actual you know big screen tv situation okay so the reason i ask is because i viewed episode three uh, from my phone, which is an iPhone XS or something like that. So it's not the biggest. Right. And I was sitting outside because we were actually down in Florida and Lauren and uh, her mom and so forth went into this um, outlet store to shop, <laughs> which, right. which you would think, all right, shopping, watching an episode of Mandalorian, you know, you might have to cut it off. No, I, I basically could have watched probably all four while they were in the stores. <laughs> um, but I did watch episode three on a phone. And was, you know, and also babysitting uh, my son who was in a, um, in his stroller who was also watching some type of YouTube pizzazz and people walking by and so forth. So it wasn't the, like the best viewing, but it also was like that day. And I didn't feel like being off Twitter. And this was like my only chance because I'd be running for the next probably four or five days. So Hunter right. and I sat at a table and watched it on my phone all looking like complete dorks while people were walking what are they doing you know like and i was very loud and visible about like yes i'm watching the mandalorian and i think the star wars <laughs> fans understood oh yeah um, but oh, I, yeah. I watched it on the phone and unfortunately i didn't catch a lot of the like um a lot of the details like i did you know a couple of days later when i finally got to watch it on a uh, 
on a television. So, um, but I've also, you know, I've listened to a few podcasts since then about episode three and unanimously, I think everybody is loving episode three more than anything. Um, I personally oh, yeah. like episode three and I also liked episode four, but then again, I also liked one and two. My favorite has still been one just because I think it was the initial shock, like, you know, and, and getting back into it. But I definitely appreciate, um, the episode three, which I believe was called the sin. Yes. So, and I'm assuming we're completely in uh, spoiler country. I don't think anybody would be listening to episode three or our talk unless they were already aware. So you want to give us a basic synopsis of like what even happened? Refresh all our memory. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the basic idea is he, he gets back with, with the child and, and turns him in um, and has a bit of a, uh, it gets the reward, has a little bit of a uh, kerfluffle with his, his fellow Mandalorians about, you know, working with the Empire, which apparently was part of the, the Great Purge, um, which forced him underground. Um, and then he later has a change of heart and goes back and wrecks face um, to reclaim the child um, and then heads off planet. And now now everyone can can save themselves the trouble of having to see episode three of the sin. That's it. So there you go. Um, yeah, I think that was, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's your initial thoughts? Um, my initial thoughts are I'm, I, I am very happy that it led off with him actually turning, turning the kid in. I'm, okay. I'm equally glad that he had a change of heart and went to go get him back. But I feel like if, it had started off with him saying, you know what, I'm not doing this and immediately having, you know, the conscience, I feel like that would have undercut things a little bit because, you know, dude's a bounty hunter. He's supposed to be, you know, kind of, kind of hard that way. Um, and I think, I think it's character building and, 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 you know, in terms of knowing what the Mandalorian's all about that, that he, did what he normally did at first and then had to change of heart, if that makes any sense. No, I get it. Well, I mean, you know what I find kind of weird or not weird. It's just more fascinating than anything. And it's maybe my brain that we've had four episodes directed by four different individuals. So when you mm -hmm. have four different directors that are trying to sell like this story arc and you could see it going from episode to episode where like the Mandalorian brain or like building as a character without even fate using his face, which is like great for the actor. But like you can oh, start yeah. feeling, you know, the flashbacks in like episode one and two about him being like abandoned or whatever is obviously making these decisions where he feels like this baby Yoda is in that same set, you know, state. So you can right. see like, you know, where he would, you know, he will kill somebody and, and chop somebody in half without, you know, like in episode one where he pulled the guy right through the door. And <laughs> oh, like, yeah. And like without hesitation, because, you know, but he also has this like problem turning in a child because he must reflect himself and see you know what happened to him um yeah. mind you mind you the baby yoda also did save his ass uh from right. the, the giant rhino creature which they did officially give a name and i guess it's like a distant cousin to a beast that was in the um the second star wars the official second one that was in that, yeah. that battle sequence so yep. that that's always fun but i thought oh, yeah. the episode i mean there were some definite questions that i had from the episode uh you know Mostly that there were a lot more than just the three stormtroopers that were actually in that. And you were 100% correct when you were saying like, you know, these are like the old emperors. It's, it, it, you know, this is the old empire and it's not just a couple guys that found stormtrooper armor. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. well, I, I've actually gone back and rewatched them all because, you know, oh, good. of course I did. Um, and in, in the first one, when he's taking that contract, uh, the, the dude who's talking to him with the fun accent, whose name I, I presently forget, um, he does have a, like a medallion thing on his chest that does have the Imperial logo on it. Like okay. they are, they are, at, they are definitely former Imperials. Um, yeah. Cause you asked the question, I'm like, well, I just kind of assumed they were former Imperials, but Hmm. And I was looking at like, yeah, it, it's definitely, I mean, because just cause you have stormtrooper armor, like you said, doesn't necessarily mean you're Imperial. You could have gotten that somewhere. They could have been, you know, former, well, they could have been former stormtroopers, but are now mercenaries for whomever. Yeah. You know, the, the best car was all stamped with the empire's crest, but all that means is it came from the empire. Like it doesn't mean it's, the person currently handing it to you is, you know, Imperial. They could have gotten it from the Empire and then they're pawning it to you. But I'm pretty sure random thug warlord dude is not going to have, you know, an Imperial medallion thing hanging around his neck if he's not actually with the Empire. Yeah. And uh, so here's here's the big question. What the heck were they going to do with Baby Yoda? See, that's the thing. I, I have no good no good, no good idea. Um, to be honest, um, and that's truthfully something that I, I really kind of like, that it's not super obvious or cut, or, or cut and dry. Um, and it's one of, the th- one of the reasons why, unlike most TV stuff nowadays, where I appreciate them dropping it all at once so I can just binge it and, and get the whole thing, like Stranger Things, I really yeah. enjoyed that they're like here here's your whole thing and you just get to watch it over a weekend and and catch up and call it good um you know with this one they made the conscious decision to not do that to say okay we're only we're gonna release an episode a week like it was on regular tv um which at first i'm like well that's kind of a bummer but in doing that you and i can have conversations like oh what's going on what is what is the deal with this oh we're gonna have to wait and find out and actually have time in between to chat about things and actually have to wait and find out. And I, I don't know, there's something, there's something nostalgic and, and, and fun about that to me. So, um, well, pr- from a business standpoint, it makes a ton of sense because at this point in time, if you're a star Wars fan, you might not care about watching Bambi or Dumbo, but right. you would have watched the Mandalorian right. and you would have watched all whatever, how many episodes in one day and you would have canceled and they would have got six ninety nine, but instead they're at least going to get two months out of you. And by that time, more than likely they'll launch. You know, they'll have another Star Wars coming soon. Uh, there's actually multiple ones that they're making. You know, right. you have Marvel, and there's enough interlap that they're like, hey, you know, you'll probably keep this, and we'll have you for a year or so forth. So it's smart that aspect. The the other the other thing that is pretty brilliant is that each week you're getting new memes of Baby Yoda. And they're just spreading like a wildfire. I oh, mean, yeah. every single week you got a brand new meme. Um, and that is just great viral marketing where, you know, it right now, I would say Lauren has not asked or wanted to see Mandalorian. But she has seen enough Baby Yoda memes that I bet she would be willing to give it a try because that <laughs> damn baby, that Baby Yoda is just, you know, melting hearts. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so um, the doctor, I think, I think the doctor was what they they had it hooked up to a machine. You tell me these theories. Do you think they were trying to figure out how to extract 
um, and make more baby Yodas by cloning device? Or were they trying to analyze, they, they, must, they have to know about the power of the force or, or something in this baby, or, you know, the fact is we don't know its origin. We don't know where it came from. I mean, they ha- must have some questions themselves that they're trying to do either. Well, and I feel like there's a part, I feel like when he was, he was getting ready to go back in to, to recapture the child when he, mm-hmm. he's like up on the roof and looking through the, the microscope, looking through the, uh, the telescope and like listening through the walls and stuff that, Dude says something about, you know, asking about, you know, have you extracted the materials or, mm-hmm. or something to that effect. So they're trying to get something out of it. And I think that also plays into, you know, they, you know, the, the bounty was for him to be alive. And, yeah. then, you know, dude said, you know, you can bring, you know, bring the remains or, you know, bring proof of, you know, death for a lower fee sort of thing. Yeah. And the doctor dude kind of had a little, hey, this is not what we agree. So, um, well, the doctor dude is on our side, I think. I think he's just, I think he probably is more like a nerd that's fascinated with it, um, that wants to figure out, you know, like I think he's using it as a science experiment, like a healthy one. And I think the Empire wants to uh, probably figure out, like, if they can figure out, I don't know if they think, I mean, do you think they know about the force? Because I mean, how do they do? They know about Yoda. I'm assuming yes. So, so here's 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 the thing with the Empire and and the Force. Um, the the older stories, like like stories from before the the prequels came out, and we we had midichlorians and and so on and so forth. Um, the the story was basically, you know, um, there used to be Jedi. Uh, Darth Vader went and killed them all, um, and most people in the universe were not. It's not that they weren't aware of the Force, but they 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 kind of they kind of viewed the Force the way we view, let's say, horoscopes. There are people in this world that very much believe that horoscopes are a thing, and there are a whole bunch of people that are like, yeah, that's a bunch of nonsense. Um, and that's how things were around, you know, episode four, Battle of Yavin times is, is, okay. is how it's generally portrayed, which is why Han Solo's like, yeah, this is a bunch of nonsense. I don't buy into your, you know, the force nonsense, because that that was kind of representative of what most common folk knew, because it had been like a generation since there were any, you know, Jedi or force stuff happening. Now, that said, when you've got the prequels and you come to think about it, that like, you know, OK, in Han's lifetime, there haven't been, you know, a bunch of Jedi. But prior to that, they were all over the dang place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I got to think that the, the folks in the universe are aware of the Force and that there were Jedi. I think that there's been, you know, a generation's worth of propaganda to make it, you know, kind of be portrayed as not a good thing. And boy, aren't we glad that those guys are gone and we don't have to deal with this anymore kind of a deal as far as the general population is concerned. I think within the Imperial ranks, I mean, you got to assume that propaganda is cranked up to 11. So I think you're, I I think it's entirely possible that your average stormtrooper or, or, you know, equivalent is like, yeah, force that's, that's nonsense. We got rid of that. That's not a thing anymore. Um, I got to think that the brass are aware 
to a higher level that you know there there is a force there were jedi we you know did our best to get rid of them but they might still be out there they're kind of on the lookout for it sort of a thing mm-hmm. um and you got to think historians and scientists are a little more aware of what that all is so well, I, think I think science yeah. I, I think science boy is probably aware that there's this thing called the force that maybe he's never personally witnessed because all the jedi got wiped out but i could see how he could be very interested in that um if that's in fact what he's after I mean, he could be, you know, some sort of, you know, intergalactic, you know, sociologist and is just really interested in finding out about the Yoda race, well, um, you know, or, or his biology or whatever. Like, there's a, there's a whole bunch of takes for the, the scientist he, he could, you know, be looking into. Um, they're talking about extracting stuff. I really hadn't thought about the cloning angle until you just said it, although that that's that's interesting um i was figuring it was probably more for you know because we we do live in a world where midichlorians are apparently a thing um that that might be what they were going for is to try and like see if they can get the force out of him to try and see if they can't get it maybe into something else perhaps yeah um but your cloning theory is interesting because if if all you, you know yoda's race is inherently you know force sensitive and and force powered if you cloned a you know a jedi are they also inherently you know imbued with the force and and able to do jedi stuff can you can you make an army of jedi that way i don't know but yeah that would be an interesting i think i think that's what the scientist wants to know (laughs) or or maybe they want to know in general or to me i think i i think um the emperor guy, which at some point I should learn these guys' names, but let's face it, we don't need to. Um, you know, we, we all know who we're talking about. The emperor, the emperor guy, basically, I think he was cool just to get rid of them because their probably goal is still to get rid of all that. Um, right. And then kind of, you know, extract afterwards and let the di- scientist do what he wants to do. But the scientist guy probably wanted to see if like, you know, not just by all, you know, bio, biology and basically, you know, use his blood or whatever samples. He probably wants to actually see if there's something else, you know, whether it be right. with his mind or something. So right. I think, um, yeah, overall the episode I thought was good. Um, I think, all right, let's talk about the Mandalorian. Some questions were arose there. It sounds to me like they um, are a pack mentality, but yet only one gets to go out at a time, which is kind of crazy. So is the Mandalorian, the current Mando, the, you know, as they call him, is he right. the only one that is out and about at this point in time? Is I he mean, the one only earning money for the entire group? Because, I mean, he gives them everything. So it's it seems to me like he's less about greed and more about, like, you know, providing for his family, so to speak, which is right. all, all – so it's a very unique – it changes what we originally think of this character right off the get-go because I thought he was a ruthless bounty hunter who just wanted a bunch of money for himself. And, you know, even in the first couple episodes, he like turns it in because he needs better armor for himself. And you assume he's just taking money and, right. you know, doing what he does. But now it's like the dude gave all of it. And granted, he made his own armor. But, right. you know, it's, I mean, so what's your general take? Do you have any back uh, knowledge of this whole Mandalorian uh, tribe thing? Is this all new to you? Like I said, I, I have very, very, very limited knowledge as far as Mandalorians are concerned. 
So most of this is just as new to me as it is to you. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if they were being literal or figurative with the whole, you know, only one of us can ever go out thing. Um, I don't, I, I gotta think that can't be literal because yeah, he's come back with some, some monies and God knows how much he's done in the past and you know, how, what his bank account looks like for lack of a better word. It seems kind of tricky for him to be supporting, you know, an entire community off of what he's doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, that that seems. I don't know. That seems weird for that to for that to be the case. Um, well, I thought that I thought the same. I'm like, well, you know, he must, you know, they were talking more in a general sense, like they can all just wander around. Most of them just, you know, they kind they're kind of in hiding, but that's like. I don't know. I, I think it was more so like because you're not going to they're not all passing off as the same person. Like you could do that as a stormtrooper because I've yet to see a fat stormtrooper. Like they're all the same size, you know. Right. Um, and, and with height, you might be able to tell height, but you don't see a seven foot tall. And, and Luke, I think, is the shortest. Um, right. But with the Mandalorian, like the dude with the giant gun that, you know, they got in a little tussle. That dude looks totally different. Right. Plus their, their armor is all different. It's, you know, and they have their oh, yeah. like and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, I don't think they're all running around that one town at once, you know, in a bar crawl or anything. Yeah. And I don't know that it's necessarily only one person can ever be out of the facility at a time. Um, and I guess the other thing is that kind of came came out of all that, you know, is, you know, over the course of the episodes, he, he, he makes reference to, you know, like he makes sure to give a portion of whatever to the, you know, for the foundlings. And that oh, he yeah. was a foundling. And the flashbacks are all, you know, like they make the big deal about, you know, you, you have you ever taken your helmet off or had anyone, you know, take your helmet off? And then they kind of reinforce that again in the, in the fourth one. Um, yeah. Which, okay, apparently that's a big thing for Mandalorians. Um, okay. But, you know, when they're showing all the flashbacks of him getting, you know, his parents running from whatever it was that was wrecking their village or whatever and him getting stashed, like, none of them were in armor. Like, I got to wonder, is he that dude's actually not a Mandalorian? No, I don't think so. Or is he honorarily so. a Mandalorian through whatever their foundling program yeah. is yeah. or whatever? That's or it. <laughs> is it that, you know, they're, like, you, you're Mandalorian, like, that's what planet you're from and that's where you are. But, like, the whole helmet thing applies, like, once you become part of, like, their warrior cast, part of being part of that has the whole helmet thing going on, in which case he still uh, doesn't seem like he was born to that, because, like, you see his dad, you see his face, mm-hmm. he's not in armor. Um, I think, yeah, and I think they alluded to that in the fourth episode. I, yeah. I, you know, when he's talking about, you know, when the last time he took his helmet off, I don't think he is, like... I don't think he grew up in that religion or Mandalorian or whatever they, whatever it seems to be, you know, which is kind of well, a question. I think he grew up, and I don't think he was born into it. That's, yes, yes, he grew well. Yeah. When he the time that um, you see the flashback, he must have escaped or somebody saved him, and they were like, "You're with us now. Put this helmet on. Don't take it off." You know. Right. And so um, I I don't think his parents were you know straight up Mandalorian armor guys. Right. Well, and I guess that, and that the way that ties back to the whole question of, you know, only one of them ever leaving. If it was truly we have to pick a representative to to represent all of us out in the world, I kind of feel like they'd pick somebody who was, you know, 
porn to their thing, not some foundling who picked it. You know what I mean? Like, that seems weird to well, me if you're going to well, you, pick a representative the, to pick somebody. You know what I mean? I think he picked a badass, but... Um, well, I mean, that may be. I mean, if he, he truly is the, the best of them, and they do it all based on merit, then hooray and good. That's probably, you know, for the best. But it 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 it, it it's not what I would necessarily expect. You know what I mean? Like, with it being so, you know, this is our clan, this is our family, this is our yeah. tribe, religion. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, even... So towards the see that it, it tastes very much on the best of the in group, not necessarily the best of everybody. Yeah, if that makes well, sense. well, I mean, to to tie up, I think this episode at the end, obviously, you see, you know, him carry away Baby Yoda and basically is helped and by all his Mandalorian buddies, where they're oh, all yeah. going to be relocated. Um, so I mean, somehow they must have known. He must have alerted them to let – I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem like he alerted them, but how else would they have known to come help him or if they have, like, you know, some type of tracking, you know, mechanism to say, all right, this – you know, or he could have hit a button. Either way, I mean, I guess the story elements we just take it for the fact is his clan knew, and they all said, hey, we're going to support this cause. Whether he let him know, you know, he doesn't seem like much like a talker, so I don't think he told anybody about this baby Yoda, but they had to know about this damn thing. I don't know because, like I said, the 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 whole the whole bounty hunter thing, especially if you're talking like guild hunters and their code and stuff, like you you accept the contract, you don't talk about that stuff except to gather information to find your quarry, and like like dude said, you know, you've given me the thing, I've given you my payment, we're done yeah. here. This never happened. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he would have talked to anybody about it. Um. But I just figure they're, you know, they're all sitting around the, the Mandalorian man cave watching, watching, you know, their sports and there's breaking news, firefight in town. Yeah. Mandalorian <laughs> is, you know, pinned down yeah. by whatever, whatever. And like, oh, shit, that's our boy. Let's go, you know, make this yeah. fight. Is, is, you know, because like, I don't think he would have called them. Like, there's got to be something where they found out, hey, there's something going down. We, we need to get well, into this action. For all we know, so he could how I, took it. I mean, th- their cave must have been nearby. I mean, because they all just come flying out, you know, so it wasn't like taking oh, yeah. a long time. So I'm just assuming that much. All right. And la- last piece, do you think uh, Mando shot um, our boy Apollo Creed um, because he knew <laughs> because he knew he had that best car in his pocket? Because I thought that was I thought that was pretty fantastic. Um, that he didn't die, you know, like I thought, I was like, wow, that dude just straight up killed his, not friend, but you know, like that baby Yoda means a lot because he just straight up portrayed the guy that gives him his jobs and stuff and, and so forth. But the theory is like the dude knew that he had that best scar because he showed him earlier in the episode. Or do you right. think that's too far fetched? Do you think the guy was like, nah, I don't care. You're trying to kill me. I'm going to kill you. And unlucky shot that, or, or for Apollo's case, he got lucky. That he had that best. I I personally view that as more coincidence than intentional. Um, and it's and it's like he may have had a you know, I guess I don't know what his relationship with 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 dude was, but it was clearly a you know, not so much you're my uh, you know you're my boss, but you know you're you're the guy who finds me work. Like I'm I'm a client for for stuff. Um, 
and he doesn't strike me as a guy who's just super buddy buddy with a whole whole bunch of folk. You know what I mean? No. Um, yeah. And if that's the main dimension of your relationship, and you are currently in the act of burning that bridge, which is what he was doing, like it's not like oh I'll shoot him in the best car so he lives so I can get work yeah. from him later because that's probably not, not going to get work. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I and I don't think it's uh you know well I'm not I don't want to kill him because we you know we go way back I don't think that's a thing. Um I think if anything it's oh this guy has to die because oh I don't know he has access to all of the other best bounty hunters that there are. <laughs> yeah. Um you know well, I think and 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 when he took the shot like he's inside his ship. And he used his little wrist thing to, to mm-hmm. kick off a bunch to distract him. He's either a really, really, really good shot <laughs> to have done that intentionally, like through the mist that quickly, etc. Or it's just a, oh, you do like you do. You shoot center mass. And it happened that, you know, this is where this dude was storing, you know, two armor plates. And that that's kind of how I take that. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. So I think that, uh, I think that in a sense, I think that wraps up episode three. Todd, I think you need I've to take got, a break. Well, I've got, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm almost at work. I have two more things on episode three. Oh, we'll, okay. We'll come back after the break and hit episode four. Got um, it. one's an observation and I don't know if it's something that, that just, I noticed cause I'm, you know, super deep into whatever, or if it's something other people caught, you might not have seen it if you only saw it on your phone. When uh, uh, Mando and the other Mandalorian were having their little tussle there in the armory, mm-hmm. and they pulled knives on each other. Yes. Did you notice that the knives had like a wavy vibration sort of thing going on? Yeah, I mean, I noticed they were, weren't like normal knives. Were they like lightsaber knives or something? Those were vibroblades. Which, which oh. again, being a super dork made me super excited, um, because <clears throat> in the role playing game, um, you know, the Jedi. If you had a Jedi, you could have a lightsaber. If you weren't a Jedi, like, and you wanted like some melee weapons, um, you know, you could get like a club or or whatever. But they had these things called vibroblades, um, and the way they were described is they were like, you know, knives or. Or, or daggers or swords or whatever but the the blades like literally vibrated they had like you know supersonic or whatever pulses going it's kind of like a sonic air except instead yeah. of cleaning teeth it cleaves flesh and bone well, there sort we of go. Deal. um and it was exciting to me to see those in action um i thought that was fun so just just an, an observation there um and then i i have one sort of beef with episode three that I, you know, I guarantee makes me just that guy. <laughs> I mean, okay. Todd. Way too pedantic and, and, and picky and whatever. But they have the street. Hello. Are you there? Yeah. Well, you backed up real bad. You turned robot. So are you here? Can you hear me now? I I can and I do. And it says right. poor connection on Skype. So this will be a chunk that we perhaps edit down. Absolutely. Do I sound decent now? Um, talk a little bit more. Okay. Can you hear? So okay. I, All right. Go ahead. You go wrote ahead. right as you were saying. Absa. Yeah. 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 
Okay, talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, well, you're good. We're better. So yes. we'll, we'll cut back to this. So the thing that that, that kind of made me pause was, you know, at the at the end there, they have their big street battle. He he shoots shoots his boss in the chest. He hops in the ship. He takes off. You know, he's he's flying away, and uh, the jetpack Mandalorian comes up next to him to you know say hey, see you later, whatever, and he salutes. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a military salute like you've got here on Earth, and and that kind of broke my uh, suspension of disbelief a little bit. Um. Because that is a, I mean, a, a lot of folks here on Earth do that for, you know, reasons that people salute. Um, I find it particularly problematic for Mandalorians because they never take their helmets off. And the reason I say that is, you know, the reason the salute gesture exists, it goes back to like medieval times. And it is when people would put their hand up to lift the visor on their helmet to show the person that they are who they are. Like that's where that gesture comes from. Oh, and they're, that's... they're with, with the Mandalorians having a culture of you never take off your helmet. They never would have had that gesture. I mean, they could have picked it up from somebody else, whatever, you know, it's all good. Like it's not wrecking my world. I'm not going to rage quit watching, you know, the Mandalorian, but it struck me a little odd. And I wouldn't be able to maintain all of my nerd cred if I didn't, you know, geek rage on that at least a little bit. That um that 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 makes me uh that makes me smile a bit because that is <laughs> that is very very like you know we should probably you know we should probably get on the internet and and find out who the heck the continuity or or basically who did all the research <laughs> for this episode and said how dare you not research further when the salute was made. <laughs> That's um. Yeah, that that's a little nugget. So I didn't like that scene at all anyway. Like, I just didn't care for it. Um, I didn't think, you know, how far he was up or whatever. Like, I, I just didn't like, I didn't like the well, whole scene. It seemed very rough I mean, to me. I had secondary thoughts on it that were very much along that same line. Is, dude, he's in a spaceship trying to break atmosphere. Yeah. And you're telling me your jetpack is going to get to that altitude and speed? Really? Um, yeah, but... I mean, I get what they were doing. It was just showing like, hey, you know, we support you. Go, you know, we right. got your back. Bullshit. But I didn't right. necessarily think it was necessary. I mean, like, I'm not upset. I didn't – the salute didn't bother me except for I just <laughs> thought it was damn cheesy. Um, a little, but yeah. I, no, it was a lot cheesy in my opinion. And he's like, damn, <laughs> damn, I got to get myself one of those. Oh, come on, Mandalorian. You just fucking got all this Beskar. If you really wanted one, you would have had one. You know, like, <laughs> y- you don't need that shit. Um, see, I I like I like that I got to get one of those lines. See, I didn't like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he the dude doesn't show personality. I mean, he shows little glimpses of glimpses of it. Right. But like that 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 was a little bit more personality than I, I just didn't see it coming. I'm like, well, he hasn't made any quip like one liners. He's tolerating Baby Yoda, but he finds it kind of like he's like not super annoyed because he knows what it's like to be a kid or whatever. You know? Right. I mean, maybe we'll get more, you know, personality. That was just the start of it, but yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we both have beefs on that scene. Like, like I said, it doesn't kill me. It doesn't kill you. Right. It, it's right. a beef about a scene, but like, if that's all we're complaining about, that's awesome. Right. Like, if that's if that's yeah, if that's the worst that ever happens, we're 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 still in really really good shape. So 
Yeah. Cool. Well, let's let's have a quick break. And by quick break, I mean, you know, I'll pause because I'm at work and I'll talk, call you sometime tomorrow. Uh, Perfect. And we'll we'll pick it up with a breakdown of episode four. And uh, there are two other Star Wars things I would like to chat with you about. Oh, good. Uh, Lovely. Rather than give you any time to prepare, I'll just hit you with them at random next time. I love it. I love it. Cool. All right. Well, see you after this very quick break. Yes. I was just curious what the uh, what the traffic no, could, background situation could, was like. If that was yeah, there. I could hear somebody just drove by. Yeah, so probably the big okay. trucks will probably just be. No, but we're we're in the middle of a spaceport, Todd. So you That's kind of right. expect that kind of stuff. That's you right. never know what kind of you know kind of vehicles are landing. That's right. It's good stuff. But as long as a you know blaster fight doesn't break out, we should be good. No, so. I'll, I'll take for cover. That's that's good. So, do we want to pick up? with talking uh episode four of the man yeah i think so or, or do that's we where cut, we left off or we cut to the two bonus items your your choice well what do you, i mean we're going to talk about four right oh yeah that, that's happening well, well um it's up to you I, I don't know what the bonus items are i know that you alluded to both of those before the break so all right well we'll do we'll, do we'll what leave. you do We'll leave you and the and the uh, the listeners in suspension for a oh, bit great. longer, at least there while we we're in the spaceport. So yes, fantastic, um, good deal. So, um, thoughts on episode four, Eric? I the thought Mandalorian, not the film saga. No, oh, okay. I was gonna say episode four was um, a big deal. It kind of started a lot. <laughs> kind of world changing um, yeah yeah well you know i did listen to a podcast yesterday that just talked about episode four and this gentleman that i listened to is uh his name is jim hill and he does like media uh and entertainment news and he's done it for okay. years and he keeps and i listen to a series of his podcasts and he keeps recommending the book uh by the guy that ed- was the editor uh for the original star wars a new hope and he okay. says his book is tremendous and it gives a lot of details about uh you know him working with George Lucas and how he had to cut the scenes together. And it talks about the whole, uh, was it wedge? Is that his, uh, Luke's friend that they cut that entire scene? And, uh, it's Biggs. Biggs, Biggs. Biggs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and it talks a lot about that stuff and I was going to recommend that to you and I might as well recommend it to you on air. So other people, I don't know the name of the book, but just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, was going to ask, do you actually know the name of the book that no, you're recommending? No. You would <laughs> think that enough. I could go, go to a computer and look it up but just it is a recent book about the guy that edited and i guess he was the editor for things like ferris bueller's and and it had some type of there but um uh, it, it was talking about george lucas essentially knew that the movie was like he said it's just like a disney movie and more than likely it'll make 16 million um and it costs 10 million to make so like the only chance maybe we'll make a little money on the action figures and and it only opened in 32 theaters on that um original weekend and yeah that kind of changed a bit oh yeah so so you were you were there for that but we'll get in the actual episode of the mandalorian oh Uh, mandalorian yes we should probably yeah we we could probably talk about that um yeah i think that was uh, it was a good episode like it was different it definitely you could tell there was a different director or vibe in this episode and the, the director was uh bryce dallas howard okay which is ron howard's daughter Oh, I did not her, know that. Yeah, in in her, um, I believe it's her actual like directing debut on like a live action 
you know, series or something like that. Oh. So, um, but you could tell right off the get go, the tone was different, you know, yeah, like yeah, with the yeah. fish and the music, the music was like, you know, um, it reminded me a bit of like the later walking dead series where, where basically they're, you know, it's, they're back to farmlands and they're kind of doing things. They have technology, but yet they can't really use it because they don't have the resources or stuff. So, but overall it was a pretty good episode. What, what was your overall thoughts? I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I will, I will agree that I, I think it, it, I think it had a slightly different tone. I don't, I don't think it was bad, but it was, it was, it was distinct from, from the first three. The first three were very sort of space Western sort of themed, sort of, sort of had a vibe to it. I Absolutely. I've yeah. heard a lot of people describe it that way. And I, I tend to agree. Um, I don't, I don't know that I could put, a, put words to it, but it, it was, it was different, but it was, it was good stuff. Um, it, uh, there were there were parts of it that to me seemed I don't want to say tropey because I think that that casts it into negative a light but you know the the guy on the run goes to a town you know does the thing to you know protect the villagers deal like that that's been done but I feel like it was done well so so that's 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 a good thing in my opinion the way the way it was executed um I liked that they they you know that um, and again apparently you and I just suck at knowing character names. We don't and, need to know them, it, and the like... listeners will just have to forgive us for that. But you know the 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 retired rebel shock trooper. I think that yeah, was a nice yeah. touch. Um, yeah, you know, that the, was cool. Because you know the main the main thrust of the war is over, and you know there are going to be a lot of you know folks who are like, okay, cool, we did our thing, I'm done, um, <laughs> you know, and I think it, I think it was nice to see, you know, somebody who's, you know, moved on. Um, and that was cool. I think it was good that, you know, they, they teamed up. Um, I think, I, I mean, I think we need to discuss the fact that the Mandalorian almost gets his ass kicked in every episode. Like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This dude, like they do not make him to be like a complete unstoppable beast because no. he has got his ass kicked in the first episode. Uh, the jaw was kicked his ass. Um, oh, yeah. The the in uh, in three uh, the the big the big uh, Mandalorian went toe to toe with him. Oh yeah. You know, and then no, she one... just like destroyed. Not not just like she really owned him. For, oh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So. No, I I really like that in 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 this series they you know that he is not the you know unstoppable perfect everything goes exactly the plan sort of guy I, I think that adds a depth of character and some some realism and in, in so much as you can relate to you know an intergalactic bounty hunter a little relatability there because like he's doing he's doing his best and he does pretty well and he's got skills it's not that he's completely incompetent but nothing's a given <laughs> you know he can't take yeah. anything for granted there's stuff that happens it's, it's a very it gives the world a very real real world sort of feel to it that like, you know, you can do stuff and sometimes things are going to go wrong. And, you know, just cause you're a badass and a sweet set of armor and, you know, have some skills doesn't mean you're not going to have your ass handed to you every now and again. And I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I, I mean, I started noticing it. I'm like, all right, this guy is not, you know, like, yes, he's the best and he has this reputation um, and so forth. But you know, he's, He's not going to be Darth Vader like, you know, he's not going to be able yeah. to be, you know, 
killing anybody that comes in his path and just completely indestructible, which, which gives you like a relatability. And I, and I think that's good. And I think you see a lot more of that in this episode, um, you know, where he's, you know, he's obviously, they obviously play with the love interest thing, which I was not really, you know, I'm not going there to see a, you know, a romance, you know, in the Mandalorian, but I'm like, whatever. Um, No, uh, but I think, I think sprinkling a little bit of that in there kind of, kind of adds a little humanity to it. Yeah, like, I think, yeah. Like if they're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm ditching the armor. I'm staying here. I'm going to be a farmer. I'm like, well, that was a short series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but I I think I think it you know it injects some some humanity into it. That that's good. That you know he's he's not just stone cold, completely disinterested. I think you know what I mean. Well, right from the get go, I like his motive. He didn't give a shit about this this place. He, he like he w- thought about money. He there wasn't enough money, but then he was like, "How remote is it?" And you know exactly what he's thinking. He's thinking that he has to ditch this baby Yoda, and he just wants this baby Yoda to be taken care of in a place where they're not going to be able to find him. And that's the reason he takes on this this oh, you yeah. know this mission. It wasn't for him. It wasn't for money. It's because he relates to this. He relates to the baby or the kid or the child or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, And he's just trying to because he knows he has to get on with his business. I don't think he wants to have a toddler switching buttons on and off all the time. You know, in his he he basically (laughs) I think I think he's cool with setting up some type of shop. And maybe maybe he was also thinking, hey, if it's remote enough, maybe the Mandalorians or or his crew, he can send some type of message. Hey, we got a place here or something, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is which is a possibility, but I do like the fact that it was pretty apparent because he turned it down right off the get go that he didn't give a shit if these oh, people no. were being ransacked by this, this, you know, savage creatures or whatever. So right. I have to ask you, so what, do you have any idea what these creatures were? And I know you, you know, I, I do not. Uh, I know when they first showed up on screen, my, my gut reaction was, Oh, please. We star Wars does not need space orcs. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of um, what that it seemed like, right? That's that's you know they 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 come on they raid and you look at them and like yep they look orky darn it. Well, um, you know you can merge those those uh those fandoms together now. There might be a bridge. Somebody come well, up with a theory. Well, next I mean, next you know is Frodo will be there. <laughs> here's, well, here here's the thing. They're um you know being a, a you know a game playing person yeah. that I am. Um, there, there's, there's a, a miniatures war game called, called Warhammer 40k. Um, that's all, you know, space Marines in ridiculously oversized armor. Um, and there are space orcs that like are, are orcs, but like it, with, you know, laser guns and armor and whatever. And it's one of the things about that franchise. And this is going to piss off anyone who is into 40k, um, that kind of has annoyed me about that. It's like, come on orcs really you can't do better in you know some sort of alien race you know um oppositional force than than orcs because 40k came from you know games workshop had warhammer which was a fantasy game in which case you know you've got humans and orcs and elves and dwarves orcs make perfect sense there and then they're like yeah let's do a let's do a dark gritty you know sci-fi one and you know it's in you know 40,000 years in the future and they have orcs, and I'm like, eh, okay. I've never been onto that. And so when they showed up on screen, I'm like, please, not space orcs. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping 
I kind of doubt they're going to just say, oh, yeah, they're space orcs. No. They'll no, give them no. some other race and some other, you know, backstory and whatever, and that's fine. They're I'm sure it's already been done. They're probably <laughs> going to end up being space orcs just by a different name, but I don't know what that name is. So, I, Well, I'm, let me ask you this, because originally <laughs> I thought I was like, all right, the level of coolness would go up like tenfold if they were just the freaking pig people or the pig men. From oh, Jobless. Like, oh, wouldn't I, I, that have been like that. complete badass? Like, oh. like that would have made me this episode, which like if I was gonna give a letter grade or something, I'd been like, all right, B, maybe a B, B minus. Like, I, it was a good episode, oh, but yeah. like it was predictable to me. It wasn't, you know, yeah. super. And it, it was fine in the story arc, and we did get a great GIF or meme of Baby Yoda drinking, uh, you know, tea or soup or whatever. Right. Um. So that was fantastic, but. In in the grand scheme of things, like this episode would have been way better if it was those freaking pig people or the the gamer whatever you're calling them. The, the gamerians, um, yeah. Yeah, that would have been so awesome, and it would have made sense. But then again, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know their backstory or where they come from and what kind of planet this was. Well, now now that you mention it, they kind of are space orcs. I mean, <laughs> they're 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 you know a very very feral, very bestial sort of a. Race, race of folk, uh, you know, from Gamor, their their whole, you know, culture is based on, you know, violence, basically. <laughs> um, so, well, you know. the space, well, then you could say the space orcs existed um, right. just in a different form. But, they, you know, um, what do but, you think? Uh, here's a little flaw or not a flaw, but something I noticed. What do you think about this being such a remote planet? And of course, they have a cantina. And of course, it is hot. Like, don't like, don't you think that there would be like nobody there? Like it just doesn't like they're in, so or or am I wrong in that the planet wasn't that like the planet didn't have like giant spaceports or anything. Just the area that they went to was completely remote and two hours away. So you've got you've got a couple things going on and I'm back to spaceport. That's fine. Um, so sorry about the, the background speeder noise. Um, so the planet, I guess it's. it's Star Wars has a thing to where, like, you have a planet, and that whole planet sort of typifies an environment or a or a or a mood or whatever. Like, you know, the the Admiral Akbar and all the Mon Calamari—they're not just from an ocean of a planet. Their planet is an ocean. You know, Tatooine doesn't have a desert. Tatooine is a desert. Hoth is frozen. You know what I mean? They do that a yeah. lot. Like that's kind of their thing. Like here on Earth. We have all that stuff. It just depends what section of the globe you go to. Whereas Star Wars, it's all kind of, this is the, you know, Endor is a forest moon. The entire moon is forested, which is fine. It, that, you know, that's easy. Um, and I think that kind of logic applies to whatever planet they were on. I don't know if they meant, if they, if they ever said mm. what it was, if they did, much like the character names, I've forgotten. Um, we can't be, like, hey. The details, we, we can't let the details get in the way of a good story, all right? That's right, that's right. But, you know, this planet, the, the idea is it's, you know, kind of uncharted. You know, it's, 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 it's out of the way. There aren't a whole lot of, you know, things going on or people, um, which makes it ideal for his purposes. Cool, I can get behind that. Um, you know, if you're going to land in, you know, somewhere where you can actually, do, like, he could have just picked a chunk of, you know, a chunk of wilderness and just landed there. But then, you know, how are you going to eat? How are you going to get fuel? How are you going to do anything? You know, so you you run the sensor sweep, you find the population center, you land there. 
Um, so given that the cantina was in like the population center, mm -hmm. it makes sense that there'd be a cantina there. Um, and that there'd be, you know, a fair bit of folks there. Cause even, you know, a backwater, not super populated planet is good. I mean, they've got some trade with the outside world. Like there's going to be a hub. Like, is, is it going yeah. to be, you know, like New York? No, but you know. Cincinnati isn't New York, but it's still got a lot going on. You know what I mean? And, you know, you travel a couple of hours and, oh, look, you're in the middle of the farm with nothing happening. You know what I mean? And I think it's that sort of a deal. That makes perfect sense to me. What do you think about, in general, like, we'll skip forward. What Do you think this was a little too Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks defeating the, the big bad beast? Or do you think this was a little bit better execution or a little less far-fetched? In terms of the uh, final battle scene, I guess, I guess I'll say it, it's not so close that I didn't necessarily immediately draw that parallel. <laughs> okay, you you <laughs> didn't whether draw it's that. Just, whether it's just me, you know, b being dense or just not, you know, subconscious part of my brain <laughs> hoping that they weren't going to, you know, just re retread that. I, I don't know, but it, that that's not that's not something that immediately occurred to me. Um, I mean, like I said, there there's something about the plot line for for that episode that was a little little tropey in the you know the the guy goes into the you know the the common folk and they they're being oppressed by something and he's got to train them to you know defend themselves mm -hmm. um that like i mean was a bit predictable like you you knew that was how that was going to go i didn't draw the ewok parallel until you just said it well um, yeah well, they get a little different back. when 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 she was talking about tell, telling them about making traps there was a moment where i'm like ah yeah, like the Ewoks. And then I just didn't think anything more about it. I figured there were going to so. be two big trees, two big <laughs> trees, you know, and it was going to come down and smash the crap out of the thing from both sides and, you know, mush its face and be done with it. But I actually sent you a message last week or when I was watching it originally, and I asked you because I couldn't point out if the mm. actual um, – the walker, which was some type of a AT – it was SAT or something like that, right? ATST. Okay, Green yeah. So Scout transport. Perfect. That upped your nerd cred. Um, so <laughs> I actually asked you if it was droid operated because um, it was kind of moving in a way where it seemed like it was a droid trying to make some, you know, decisions. But mm -hmm. that also could be said by one of the uh, space works uh, as well. And you you pretty much came to a conclusion that you do believe it was powered by an actual individual and not a droid type. I mean, the 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 ATSTs themselves like Imperial issue and used by the empire, you know, during that time were, you know, manned vehicles. Um, I believe they had a crew of two, uh, one that kind of drives it and one that kind of works all the weapons. Um, and while there are a lot of vehicles in star Wars that you can rig to have droids run either by putting a droid at the controls or like what we saw, we've seen a, a couple of times in this series where they've just built an astromech into the land speeder <laughs> you can go yeah, that route yeah. um i don't know because they didn't really show anybody in there no no but my guess would be if you've got a bunch of you know raider types who are uh, i'm assuming are not necessarily the the smartest folk or the most you know technologically adept type folk um i mean they're raiding fishing villages so i i can't imagine they're super flush with credits yeah, I'm guessing they've got a guy in there 
a guy or two in there piloting the thing rather than throw down, you know, the funds for droid and, and or, you know, the, the hardware and the programming to, you know, actually sort of turn it into a droid, you know, sort of put a droid brain into it and wire it to be sort of self-controlled. Um, so I'm guessing it was it was sort of people of some sort at the at the controls, but I I could be wrong. We may yeah. never know, Eric. We I, I don't know. I don't think we will know unless they do a spinoff series of just this this planet in this episode. And maybe, maybe that, we'll have like a we'll have like a rogue one, just small mini episode <laughs> that that tells us what happened to all those. What what were the uh, the race that uh, that sacrificed themselves? What they say? What did the Mon Mothra yeah. or whatever say? <laughs> the, oh, the Bob Gungans. For... Ma, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't Gungans. Um, so, yeah. So so, 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 so are, you, are you are you are you just just spitballing? Or are you actually advocating for Space Orcs, a Star Wars story? No, that would be too much like the Ewoks <laughs> movies, uh, which I'm disappointed the Ewoks movies are not on Disney Plus. <laughs> but then again, right. I didn't check. I didn't check. They're probably not. They're, I don't, I they're, mean, they're I, not. I've, <laughs> I've, 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 go, I've looked through everything that's on there. And, you know, I, I know that the holiday special will never see the light of day. No, other than, no. You know, off somebody's torrent from mm-hmm. their crappy dub of their ancient VHS. But. You know that's missing. the The Ewok uh, bits are missing. I, I I think it'd be nice if they could actually get because there used to be uh you know a Saturday morning cartoon yeah for the yeah. droids and for oh the yeah Ewoks, yeah which yeah. are I gotta assume super non-canon. Um and oh. I remember enjoying them as a kid and I feel like those two cartoons in the Ewok movies are all things that were like oh. Let's check this out in like two seconds and be like, this did not hold up well. But I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I actually I recall ha- we had some of the Ewok toys, and the Ewoks mm-hmm. were all like different shapes and sizes. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that's not that's not real. But oh, yeah. nonetheless, they played the same. Oh yeah, they had they had they had, they had wild adventures. Excuse me. Excuse me. Like I like Good I mentioned stuff. yesterday, I do not have a cough button um, yeah, on this no. session, so you will have to. Hear me coughing. Well, in the spaceport because you know I, it is. You know, it's a rough spaceport, time. Spaceports are grubby places. You, what do you, what do you, you, know, you know, serving me crazy drinks, making me cough. Well, okay. overall, what's your overall thoughts? It, final thoughts on uh, on episode four. Anything you would like to add that we did not cover? Uh, I liked it. Um, there for a minute, I thought he was going to be successful in offloading the kid. Oh uh, yeah, I thought know, that, that would work. Did, that didn't happen, and uh, it, I'm, I'm simultaneously glad that he tried and kind of glad that it didn't work um, because as nice as that would have been for, you know, the, the baby Yoda to have had a place to be and be safe and all that, I, I, that wouldn't have you – know, that would have been an incomplete story arc. And I'd be wondering, well, what's, what's, what was the deal? Well, you know, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it, it continues. Um, Oh, random random thing that that occurred to me while watching this episode, and I think a couple of others, and was going to mention while we were talking about how, uh, you know, the rebel lady was kicking his ass. Um, I've noticed in a couple of the fight scenes, you know, they're 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 punching their elbow and they're kicking, they're doing their thing. There have been many times where people have punched him in the face. And <laughs> dude's wearing a dude's wearing a, a kick ass helmet. What? what what is that intended to do like is that really 
and I guess be, not being a fighting man myself, you know, maybe there's just some instinctual thing that, that people do that, you know, you, you know, you punch for the gut, you kick for the groin, you, you punch in the face. That's just a thing that everyone's wired to do. And maybe it's just, you know, muscle memory. But I think there have it been is. a few times where I've seen people punch people, you know, in the face, but it's, it's not in the face. It's in a, you know, a, a very hard metal helmet. And doesn't that hurt your hand more than it does any whatever to the person? <laughs> um, so I know you're not in the sports, but I'm sure you've seen it uh, a couple weeks ago, the whole uh, Steelers quarterback getting hit with his own helmet, right? I heard a story that yes, something okay. happened. Somebody's right, helmet so, came off and somebody clocked somebody with yeah, it or something. I yes. Well, what happened was the teammate of the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the teammate, the lineman, who who typically their job is to protect the quarterback. Very right. defensive, you know, and that their job is to protect them. They're big, brute guys. Oh, yeah. The lineman came over and, like you said, started punching a dude in his helmet with his bare hand, the guy okay. that, you know, hit him. So I think there has to be some type of muscle memory to fighters or people that are physical and fight that you just go for the head because that is obviously how you can, you know, knock somebody clean you know oh yeah i don't know too many people that you know besides the um the groinal region for a gentleman probably like there's not any other place like if you punch me in the arm i don't think you're gonna knock me down you know like it might hurt real bad right. but you punch me in the face incapacitated. yes yeah. absolutely yeah. so i think that is probably the case so we will give these people a little bit of slack because um if they just start fighting you know they're right. just doing what they're normally doing and yes i i think after the first punch you should realize uh, this lineman did land about seven punches in this dude's helmet. I'm like, you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what, what, what are you doing? So, um, I, I have to believe that is some type of muscle memory or just when you're a fighter, that's where you go, uh, right. you know. But then again, he's covered. Like, we're like at this point in time, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna have to try to find like a, a, a maybe part of his rib to hit. You know, I, right. I don't know what right. you're gonna do. Step on his toe. I'm sure he doesn't have like the armor. You know, he doesn't have steel-toed <laughs> boots. But right. So, so just just random observation and and I get you, know. you. We'll see we'll see how many more times that happens. We'll we'll keep a counter. <laughs> how many like how it. many more like face punches does the Mandalorian take throughout the season? Indeed. I like it. It's good stuff. Um I don't, I, yeah, I think I I think I'm trying to think if there's anything else that that went down there that uh I'd wanted to chat about and I, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think we 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 covered that quite nicely. Um, yeah. So, um, do you have any any final thoughts? Any no. additional commentary? No. I think you covered it perfectly well. I think the episode was fine. I enjoyed it. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't one that I felt necessary to rewatch right away. Like I felt the first and the second and even the third. I watched again. This one, I'm like, oh, I could watch it again. But yeah. we know the ending. We know that we know what happened throughout it. Um, Yoda was pretty awesome in it. I mean, like once again, there's a whole bunch of memes and, and you know gifts coming out that it's like Yoda just doing his thing, and I enjoy oh, yeah. that. Um, oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And I don't, and I don't believe this will. Pro- I mean, I can't believe this will be the last time we see the um, the the uh, storm, not stormtrooper, the rebel shock trooper, whatever her name is. You know, she's on the poster, and I can't imagine she's on the in one episode and done. So. I bet we come back to this planet at some point in time, or we meet her again. Probably, possibly. That would that would make a certain kind of sense. Like, yeah, and I'm sure I mean, IMB 
yeah, IMDb might even tell us like three episodes or whatever, you know, but I'm, once again, why would we use technology to learn names, to look up actual facts? We're just, you know, if we don't have it in our brain already, when we hit record, sorry, it's not there. You know, we, right. we learn on the go. We learn on the go. Well, and, 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 you know, if it's important to the listeners, there are resources available. You know, you, you can, you can rewatch the episode. I'm, I'm sure there's already, you know, numerous wiki pages that you know go super in depth with all of the details that you know can be you know it's out there we just can't provide it for you right now that's all so absolutely i I think i think it'll be all right i do so bonus bonus non-mandalorian content um two two things uh that, that have recently you know come to light since since disney plus and or with the you know the new film coming out and them, them releasing mm-hmm. additional additional trailers so have you seen or are you familiar or have you read the any of the stuff about the the mcclunky debacle <laughs> no no that oh. uh, i'm not familiar with any mcclunky um okay. please enlighten me yes yeah, so um talking about episode four of the film series um, okay this go around so the original you know the original movie cantina scene mm-hmm. i think i think we can all agree Han shot first oh that's, okay that's, that's okay. been that's been well established the the special editions come out and and lucas does his you know editing and retconning to make it so that you know greedo shoots first to try and cast han as you know not as mercenary uh, mm-hmm. you know, as he, as he, let's face it, he actually was at that point in this, in the story, um, yes. you know, and there's a nerd rage and uproar and everything and, and whatever. Um, I'm led to believe that in a later release, like I think it was for the Blu-ray or whatever, they kind of tweaked it so that they both sort of shot simultaneously to try and find some common ground. Oh, yes. There. Yes. I mean, you know, bring the, the country the, together. The right. red and the blues together again <laughs> because we shot they shot at the same time. Oh right. god. Okay. So, have you watched episode four on Disney Plus? No, but I did hear something. I don't know what it was. Was there dialogue added after yes. or before the fact? What 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 happened? What is this? It's, so it's something that I think most people probably wouldn't even have noticed. I'll well, be honest. No. I'm not sure if I would have noticed had it not been brought to my attention. And I've not actually gone in Disney Plus and watched it. But I've seen a bunch of, you know, Twitter stories and, you know, Mm -hmm. articles on this and that and the other thing. And so apparently what they did is it's it's essentially the same scene. (laughs) But right before they shoot, they add, um, you know, it's not a scene, like a a few frames of the camera at Greedo while he's talking and dubbed in him saying... What everyone is calling McClunky, uh, you know, it's McClunky, like it's in Greedo voice. Um, and the notable thing is that it is not subtitled like the rest of his stuff. And that, you know, it's extra. It's it's an extra piece. They they recycled some tape of him talking, put it on there, dubbed over him saying this McClunky thing. And then, and then you know, the shooting happens. Um, why? And, well, why? <laughs> <laughs> and so... Folks who are, believe this or not, way more into this than I am, oh, have okay. gone to find out, okay, what is this? And apparently, um, 
the the language that he's speaking, which I feel a little foolish for not knowing exactly what this is. I always assumed that it was Rodian, but I kind of think maybe it's Hutties. I think that's like okay. a common language that you know that they're the criminal speaking a lot. Yeah, underworld you know uses. Mm-hmm. Um, they they went back into the Phantom Menace, and there's a a part where Sebulba is talking mm-hmm. to Anakin, talking some trash, uh, either before, during, or after the pod racing piece. Where he says this, you know, McClunky thing to him, and the the idea is that um, the translation on that is is something along the lines of, you know, I will end you, like it's 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 a threat. Um, and so the theory is is that they spliced that in to have Greedo, you know, very specifically threatening his life, so as to justify Han shooting him sort of a deal but does which, han shoot first now in the in the new ups because, because what's the point if they both I shoot think, at the same time then i think i i think han does shoot i think han does shoot first again. okay then regret that's but, great but, then, then that's great but, that should solve right. the problem right <laughs> well like basically I mean, he gave him a big f you and han's like no 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 boom you're done and then now we're all happy again right i mean who cares i don't know but I mean, <laughs> ultimately you're right none of this is making me lose sleep but like part of the argument behind the whole oh, God. Make him shoot first is, you know, Han is Han's like a he's like a criminal. He, he's like, yeah. a you know, a, a fringe character who who's not all about, you know, good versus evil. I got a guy in front of me with a gun to my face. Uh, you know, this is going to end, you know, one of three ways. He takes me into Jabba, not having that. He's going to shoot me in the face, not having that. Or I shoot him first under the table and solve this problem. Like, and that's how, that's how the algebra on that, you know, works. And then, you know, you've got him shooting first and, you know, Greedo's supposed to be a bounty hunter and he's at point blank range. And yeah, he misses exactly. Han by a mile. Well, that makes, I, to me, it makes Han look stupid. So like, that's why I never liked it. I'm just like, okay, right. like as a kid, as a child, like, I'm sorry, but like, I didn't think of Han as a bad guy. Because he shot a dude. Because I saw yeah. the originals. We saw we saw it way before mm-hmm. that. You had it on VHS and everything. Like I, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, do we not realize that the story arc of a character, you know, doesn't do much if he's good from the start? Like right. if Luke was Luke from the start was awesome at, and you know very confident and great with the Force. Uh, that's not much right. of a story. If Han from the start said, "Yeah, I'll do everything and I'll help you guys and fight this big," like it wouldn't have been a big deal. Spoiler alert: When the Millennium Falcon comes down and saves. You know, and and takes out some Tie Fighters, you know, or whatever. Right. Like right. it, like so, so him shooting first, and I'm now I definitely sound like a damn fanboy. You know, was was <laughs> like him shooting first actually was better for the story that way. But oh, I yeah. understand this is a PG. You know, like this is we're trying to make kids, and we don't want people to think like, yeah, go shoot people if they say McClunky to you. Um, right. <laughs> so, right. but <laughs> the beauty of this, Todd, I I, I you know. I feel like two things that's happened in this podcast, in the second half of the podcast, just with this conversation. You have successfully alienated both types of Star Wars fans that might want to listen to this. Because number <laughs> one, number one, the Star Wars fans that are screaming at their phones because we don't know the names of the characters, they hate okay. us already, right? And they're going right. to go listen to someone talk about, you know, uh, one single character and the, the armor they used in the three-hour-long podcast. That's, that's, right. And then the other guys are like, oh, wow, this is a little bit more Star Wars than I can handle. So uh, for those for those that are still with us on this podcast, I'm glad that you are nerdy enough, but not too nerdy. You know, so this is like the, the root, the, the fan, the fans that, that I appreciate and I'm sure you appreciate. 
Well, I, I, I think I think our, our target demographic here is is what I will call the casual hardcore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why don't we? <laughs> there we go. I, I mean, we can even subcategorize a little bit more, and we'll just throw a tag. Uh, the casual hardcore last name Hersey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, that that is our fan base. Uh, no, that that I'm glad that you gave shown some light um, on that very controversial topic that'll never die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, because it was making the rounds, and I would have thought for sure you'd have seen or heard or read something. I heard about it, but I know. just I dismissed it. Like I just dismissed. They they made a change, and I'm like, okay, I know what movie I saw. Like you know, so I heard that there was some type of, you know rumblings about something that was changing i'm like whatever and i just dismissed it but i'm glad i got the full mcclunky story now yes well and they're like there were folks who like took like video like from the original release and from the 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 special edition and then from the dvd release and then from the disney plus release of the same scene and like synced them all up and like on the screen there's like a four four screen thing with them all playing simultaneously so you can see the difference like some folks got real real into this um, so I just, I just felt the need to address it. Um, and now that we've done that, we can move on to Todd is, Todd is a super dork and is, is grumpy about stuff, um, in a whole new direction. Oh, great. Um, Let's do this. And that is, this is spoiler number two or bonus feature number two. Oh, uh, this is it. Yeah, this is, this is, this is bonus, bonus number two. Have you seen the new trailer for rise of Skywalker? Um, where, yes, and, and to, no. And to be specific, it's the one where the whole gang is on the back of some sort of speeder-like thing, zipping across the countryside, mm-hmm. and you know the whole they fly now thing. Have you seen that one? Um, yeah, yes and no. Like I, and I know you don't necessarily need to do this because the franchises are protecting us from spoilers. Uh, I still like I, I this. I would like to say that I like sit down and watch all the trailers like I did for the first the, when when the original just came back out the the newest right. re, you know the Force Awakens I was like super right. into them and would watch Monday Night Football just for that commercial or whatever like that and they've been releasing them and I haven't caught up on all of them I think I saw the first two and I think this is the latest and okay. I did hear some some issues on Twitter and all that about about logic of some type of the whatever they're flying or devices so let's hear it let's hear the mcclunky in in the new one <laughs> okay so it's they're being chased and they're they're you know a couple of stormtroopers uh they're on like i, I don't i don't even know that they're speeder bikes because i think they had they were on like some high speed like tank tread type yeah thing. that's they're, they're, that's they're, what i heard people yeah but they're but they're being chased, and they're like a couple of these vehicles, and each of those has like two stormtroopers on it. And like at one point, the I'm gonna call it a speeder bike, even though that's probably okay. not accurate, because that's that's the that's the the feeling they evoke. That's that's what they they seem like. That's the closest sure. parallel I've got. Um, and so at some point, the speeder bikes sort of like buck, like the front part goes down and the ass end of them. Like, mm-hmm front brakes you kind of do that little thing to you know tilt forward it does that and these in the stormtrooper on the back hops up and he's got like a jetpack thing and he starts flying um you know towards them um and then you know the other speeder bikes do the same so you know they've it's our heroes on this piece Mm -hmm. bunch of speeder bikes in pursuit 
and then they basically launch a bunch of aerial stormtroopers, jetpack and whatever. Um, and you know the whole thing is is you know, I think three PO's like they fly now, and then you know, Ray's like they fly now, and you know, Finn is they fly now. Like it's a whole thing, and he you know got the meme treatment and made the rounds on all the whatevers. Um, and and you're mad about and this? It's, and it's funny. You know, it's 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 clever. I get it, but at the same time, for me, it suspends disbelief because oh oh yeah. okay, this, that's the point. The giant yeah. slug talking oh, that's eating frogs and has a giant rancor, but now we're suspending disbelief because they upgraded their 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 suits to, to what Boba Fett had years ago. Well, Come and, on, and I guess that's, and that's <laughs> the thing. Like in 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 world, like jetpacks are not new technology like you said uh-huh. jetpack. like there were plenty of jetpacks around like going back to the clone wars there were clone troopers who had jetpack things going on like right. this is not this 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 to me for those people like okay ray she kind of comes from a backworld planet wouldn't know a whole lot i get that um 3po not so much hip to the you know military end of things i get him maybe not being aware Finn was a stormtrooper. Poe yeah. is like a, a, a rebel ace pilot. Like, stormtroopers or clone troopers or, you know, it, it, the folks who make that armor, <laughs> no matter what regime they're working for, have had access to jetpack technology and have had, you know, jetpack troopers of some sort for like at this point decades and it it just it just it just kind of bummed me out that they're like this this shouldn't be new information for you folks like okay okay, we've not seen them in the movies but i'm going to i'm going to so you're not mad that they actually fly because i would have been no 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 okay all right i think what you are what you fell victim to in a sense is just marketing we are talking about them flying because essentially they you know, they said it three times. If it was a one time or whatever, then you might not have caught it. But now they basically, now if you, if we're standing at an airport or whatever, and you and I want to be tongue in cheek, and then an airplane goes off and I say, oh, they fly now? Like now that's a funny little thing. And you both have a wink and a nod. I think that's probably what it was. Maybe. Oh, I'm sure that's what it was. I I, I guarantee that's what I mean. Because it is is funny. Like I did be like, haha, that's funny. And then I'm like, yeah, you guys should know this. Like, well, maybe, maybe (laughs) in the movie, because it's, it might've been the rule of threes or whatever the fact is you just say it enough to that way it becomes a thing. Maybe in the movie, Ray just says it or, you know, um, but I do understand, you know, where you're coming from with the fact that the stormtrooper (laughs) doesn't know, but maybe, you know, maybe he was in like a very like, um, you know, a basic division uh, that well, that didn't have that kind of tech. And he was just like, you know, because you imagine like if you're, you're not going to give everybody that type of tools, you know, you're only going to, you, you know, now if you're on a sand planet and stuff like that, and it's not feasible that you're going to walk and you can't get any other thing, maybe that's when you get this and upgrade that equipment because we have to pretend or at least assume that they're still not unlimited in money. You know, they still have to right. make their resources available to what they have, which, you know, however they get their money and do their things and, and stuff we just you know assume that it's just like normal world so like n- not everybody gets a jetpack but right as, as long as you're not mad about the fact that they have jetpacks because i was going to say oh, no. that, that's a, that's a bit ridiculous to, to be upset that they you know now for oh, for no. instance if like i don't know if, if they if they 
I, I guess there's nothing off limits with Star Wars. I'm trying to think of scenarios where like I'd be appalled if this happened, and I'm like, no, you know, it definitely could be a Gungan in a Star Wars, you know, a stormtrooper because it, like it could possible they could start recruiting, but like even stuff like it could be a droid in there. Like none of that stuff would make me upset. Well, you know, well I could tell you, what, I could tell you what would. Like if 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 there's a stormtrooper standing oh, in front of force. you. And if there no, if there's a stormtrooper standing in front of you, and he yeah. presses some little button on his on his on his arm piece, and all of a sudden his armor like disassembles, you know, yeah, um, Iron Man, Iron late, Man late era Iron Man thing into like nanobots or something, I'll be like, nope, bullshit, because that's okay. uh, that's right, not that's normally a thing. That's fine. Or like you know, all of a sudden it's you know a stormtrooper running along and he hits a button, and he transforms transformer style into something mm-hmm. else i call shenanigans but like the jetpack no but i got no beef with jetpack all right like, hey it's, i got it's, something it's, for you I, okay. I got something for you all right this is gonna call bonus three and i think bonus three will effectively make you split these episodes up i believe you're just gonna have a star wars <laughs> bonus episode now unless okay. you want three out all right so bonus three i was at thanksgiving dinner and i was asking um lauren's brother if he watched the mandalorian and he must have been and now we're rehashing some old stuff because i I get, you know, The Last Jedi infuriated many people, and right. I was not part of that camp. I, I thought right. the movie was fine. Uh, like, I'm, I have come to the conclusion that I am a Star Wars fan, and if they put out Star Wars material, I will probably be happy with it because I enjoy living in their universe, right? Uh, I agree. I'm with you. And I, I think it comes – and if we really want to go psycho deep on it, it's probably because you and I both had plenty of times where we created the universe with our toys – and we just envisioned, and we have this imaginative. Now we're just happy people are doing, playing with the toys for us, and we get to watch, right? Right, right. So I'm, I, I am not going to criticize. I like there are things that'll make me irritated. Like I did not like the nod, the Rocketeer moment at the end of Episode Three in the Mandalorian. I thought that was cheesy, you know. Right. And you didn't like, and you don't necessarily don't like the fact that, um, you know, that they didn't realize that they could fly now, whatever. Um, but so we're having this conversation and I said, Hey, did you catch new Mandalorian? And he was like, I haven't watched an episode since blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, you, you need cake. He said the last Jedi ruined it for me. And the reason, and I'm sure this was big, big in the fan community and which I just heard of it was the fact that you could go to light speed and spoiler alert for those listening that you could destroy a star destroyer by going to light speed into a ship or whatever. Right. Dispen- like was enough that like that if you could do that why did we have all this issues with the death star and, stuff? and that was the moment that just kind of like ended it for him right so to speak and that was the first i've heard of that and i'm glad that that was the first i've heard of that it made sense enough that i didn't argue like okay i don't have a legit argument for you but i would like to hear your opinions on that since uh i don't believe we were podcasting or you were podcasting when the uh last jedi came out and have you heard this theory? Have you seen it debunked? Do you care? Any of that? Um, yes, I am familiar with what with with what you're referring to, and there's they're not wrong. I guess is is the is the is the quickest way to, to say that because you know in in the movies in in you know in most most of the the stuff you know hyperspace is not really explored in terms of you know how it works, why it works. You know what the deal is there. Sure. Um, because you know, let's. I guess let's let's be clear. Star Wars is not really science fiction. It's space opera, and it's yeah. it's a it's a subtle distinction. But science fiction, like Star Trek, is science fiction. Like it's based on science. It's if we you know take what we have 
and ump amp up the science and look up look into the future of what could happen you get star trek space opera is more of a fantasy story but the setting isn't you know in in the shire or you know stomping through mordor it's you know the universe you know and so that's why you, you know you've got stuff like the force and you know you you get more epic um adventurous tales with space opera than you typically do with you know sci-fi um, so they don't, they don't, they, you know, it's, it's not really part of their brand to get into. Here's how hyperdrives work. Sure. Um, that said, being a super dork and being, you know, all about the role-playing games, you know, and where they, they do get into, you know, the source books kind of be like, here's the, here's the basic theory. Um, hyperspace is kind of like another dimension is, is how they, they kind of explain it in so much as you can explain a thing and they say light speed but it's not that your stuff is actually going faster than the speed of light you kind of shift into this other dimension to skip through space to get from point a to point b and that's what you know all the all the star street it's it's it, yeah it's kind of like another dimension okay go into and so if you're operating off of that theory you can't run your ship into another ship because that ship is in real space. You've gone into hyperspace and therefore, you know, the two things aren't actually crossing the same physical space. You can't wreck into somebody unless that person is also in hyperspace. Make sense? Yeah. Which gets all crazy. So in this, well, in the theory, idea, and the idea is, and it goes back to, you know, Han saying, you know, well, you gotta, you know, you know, set your navigation computer, you know, or you'll, you know, run into a star or, or a rogue yeah. planet or whatever. And the idea is that everything in real space, like, casts a shadow in hyperspace. Mm -hmm. And okay. so if you just go, you know, you just hit the button and go, and in your path is, you know, a planet or a star or whatever, it can wreck your stuff because there is that thing in hyperspace. Um, so if you point your ship at another ship and flip into hyperspace... In all reality, all of the safety pieces of your ship will detect that there's a thing and drop you back into real space, like, as a safety feature. Which means that if you do what they did with the Holdo maneuver and point yourself at the Dreadnought and throw yourself into hyperspace, you don't technically run through it at light speed. What you do is you drop into hyperspace until you get close enough that all your safety's cut out and drops you back into real space, but you still are pointed at the thing with all that velocity and you then rip through it in real space and destroy both ships. Okay. So it is, that, that's what I was thinking. Basically the yeah. fact is, all right. So um, I'm glad you cleared up the, the whole hyperspace thing. I'm glad you've done. <laughs> I mean, like, like at this point in time, Todd, you had a decision to make in life. You could be a doctor um, and, and save lives, or you can explain <laughs> hyperspace to me uh, on, on a podcast. So I'm, I'm glad you chose the one that I get more enjoyment out of. Um, well, that, right on. So, uh, no, the, all right. That makes it, that's what I was going to say is the fact is, all right. So like, just because you're not going at light speed, you still could like do some significant damage. Um, oh, yeah. if you're just going as fast as you physically possible can before light speed, because I don't know what, you know, obviously light speed is not actually a, a speed now. It's more of a dimension which is great i mean that clears up more questions that i had about like 
come on, what's the logistics here that you can whip around all these stars and planets and other vehicles and stuff? So I'm good with that theory, but I mostly I'm really good with the fact is, um, yeah, guys, it's a movie, and if it makes a good right. plot line, and well, like let's face it, in that in that theater, when that happened, and they played that like three or four or five seconds of just plain silence, and then you oh, heard yeah. it like that. That was the moment in the damn movie that you were like, wow, that was freaking awesome. So oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I am sorry that I am not on the the fence of like. Like I didn't get up out of the theater, throw my popcorn in the air and yell F this and, and say, you know, um, I enjoyed that part, you know, and, and not until, you know, somebody brought it up that I was like, oh, OK, you know, and now that I have clearance now, I'm completely back where I was. And it was like, yeah, that was a fine movie. It was all right. Um, right. So well, and, and, and I guess here's 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 well, I mean, I'm sure I have several beefs with several arguments. But like the argument that, well, if they could just do that, why didn't they do that, you know, earlier? Why do we, why did they fight against the Death Star? Why didn't they just shoot a ship into it? Well, because what we saw in The Last Jedi was a giant ship, the, the dreadnought that was perfectly viable and, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and a ship that was doomed and was giant. Like it was expendable. Like it was going to get trashed anyway. So why not put it to good use and throw it into the dreadnought and destroy both? Sure. You I, either of the Death Stars. What are you What are you going to try and hyper hyper speed into a Death Star? It, you know, Battle of Yavin era. Yeah, they had some maybe some transports or whatever. But even if you take a Corellian Corvette like Tantive Four, what what Leia was trying to escape in at the beginning of Episode Four, you launch one of those into the Death Star. It's the size of a moon. It's going to put a hole in it. It's going to wreck some stuff. It's going to destroy your ship, but it's going to be like, you know, a bee sting on a, on a wildebeest to the, the Death Star. It's not going to destroy Absolutely. the Death Star. You I know, mean, the Death Star if... was half built. I mean, effectively <laughs> in the in Return of the Jedi, the Death Star was half of a, a ship and it was still right. operating effectively. Like well, the fact is, well, you, you know, and even at that point, they had it surrounded by, you know, Mon Cal cruisers, which are yeah. big honking yeah. things that maybe they would have done enough damage. But you are also losing one or more, mon, you know, capital ships to accomplish yeah, and you that don't, goal. And, and you don't have money, rebels, you know, right. They don't have the resources to just up and replace those. They're not going to they're not going to go with that. Like, oh, if we can send a little little ship inside to blow up the reactor and keep all of our capital ships. Let's do that. You know. It's so, analytics based, analytics based uh, calculations, which I'm all for. Basically, right. the fact is that, that, yes, I'm sure they could have weighed those options out. And I'm sure they were like, all right, the, the percentages of us doing it were equal. Like if there was still a 1% chance of both things, well, you go with the cheaper option, you know, right? Right, right. So, I mean, that, yeah, I'm, you know, this is, uh, this is fascinating stuff, Todd. You know, I thought I was just going to talk about <laughs> the Mandalorian and now we're just really, we're breaking down the entire universe. And, and coming up with all the world's answers. That's right. That's that. It's a service we provide. That's that's fantastic. Um, no, I don't have I don't have any more bonus content. Do you have any more bonus content? No, I th- I, th- I, th- I think um I think I'm I think I'm I'm good. Although you know, if more comes to you, we can certainly use it in the in the future future episodes. Get New episodes out coming out people. Friday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this could be a big month. Uh, the fact is that. New Mandalorians and obviously the Star Wars episode, the yep. the finale in the yeah. Skywalker, which is not a trilogy anymore, just the saga, I believe, is what yes. they're deeming it as. So I mean, if I mean if the number counts make sense to you, and uh, 
you know, I, we've said it a million times. We could talk Star Wars probably uh, hours upon hours. So if we ever want to put it in audio form and other people want to sneak in and listen to the nerdiness, you just give me a call, you know, oh, early in the morning while the child, is, my, while my baby Yoda is sleeping, we can make <laughs> this happen. Well, thank you, sir, for, for, you know, spoiling Star Wars with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast.